0: welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court.
1: Sorry.
2: (laughs) And this is Chris. (laughs)
3: Because
1: we have a different group today. We have our normal three of Susan, Kelly, and Court. And then we've got Chris, who hasn't done a podcast with Court before. So yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And and Kelly and I had no idea.
2: We we thought, oh yeah. yeah,
0: everybody knows each other. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs>
3: that post. Oh.
2: Greetings, Court. Greetings,
3: Chris. Nice to finally meet you. And I'm Thank glad you finally you. watched the leftovers. Welcome to the club.
2: Yep, yeah, I'm pretty late to the party. It's not okay. Yeah, you're not sure. the only
1: one. <laughs>
2: it's okay. it took a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep.
1: the name of that should be the name of this. It took a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That should just be a thing. That should be a hashtag. Hashtag it took a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And people start writing about what did it take a pandemic to do. Mm. Is that already a thing? Do I need to Google that? No.
2: I think you've Mm got the uh, copyright. Mm -hmm. I think you have got it documented.
1: Okay. Cool. It's all yours. Thank you. I don't know what I'm going to do with it.
2: (laughs) Make millions and millions of dollars. (laughs) (laughs)
1: become Instagram famous for one hashtag?
2: No, no, no. TikTok
1: famous. Oh gosh. (laughs) I am not creative enough to become TikTok famous. So I was talking about it with my son last night. Yeah. And I said, why are you and I not choreographing dances to put on TikTok? And he said, because they are um, cringy. That's the word, (laughs) cringy. And I said, so what? People love them. Let's make something cute and cringy. And he said, no. <laughs> but only because they're cringy. He didn't say he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to dance. He said he didn't want to do it because cringy. they're cringy. Yeah.
0: And he, so he I, wouldn't be cool anymore amongst oh, his friends.
1: He didn't say that. He didn't say that part. No, but
0: it's implied.
2: He doesn't need to say that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's just human nature. There, self-preservation. We want to keep our our status in the pack. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: this as an opening. Like if if he or if I could come up with something not cringy, then he would do it, even if it involved dancing or I don't know, just something. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know what that's going to be because, like I said, I'm clearly not TikTok creative. And people go over the top with those. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see last week tonight?
1: No, we're going to watch that during dinner tonight. You mm-hmm. mean this last, this path most recent one?
2: The one on the post office.
1: No, I've, I haven't I've yet. I've placed I just, my order. Yes, me too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: There's a TikTok uh, <laughs> interrupter. <laughs> oh. Oh? A mail carrier. You
0: you, you saw oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, you? yeah. I did. I did. It's but I forgot
1: beautiful. about that. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Was that his, is that his season finale? Since SNL just had theirs, I
2: don't, I don't think so. He didn't okay, make he didn't it say. sound oh, like it. it was a final show. Okay, good. Although I don't want he needs to make it now. year round because I get annoyed when the show isn't on.
1: Me exactly. I know. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah, just keep going because he's doing them only like every two weeks right now, isn't he? He didn't think... have one a week ago, mm. or, or at least he skipped that week. Yeah, so. I
0: guess it's it's harder to do them from home. I guess.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll give him some slack. Whatever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so this leftovers thing <laughs> that I finally oh yeah
1: watched.
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you liked it? I did. I was not expecting to, or at least expecting to, to the degree that I did. Oh, I I tried watching it when it came out. I certainly turned it on, and I think I watched at least fifteen minutes of it. I <laughs> oh God, it. fifteen minutes! <laughs> <laughs> oh it, it was due to being in a state of mind, and since the show is a very much about states of mind, I, I would assume mm-hmm. you'd be appreciative of that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I wasn't in the mood for. What I perceive to be torture porn, or not torture porn, misery, misery porn. Misery, misery porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like That's I'd nice seen idea. an entire season of The Killing, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Um, interesting enough, but then when they didn't resolve it and went into the second season, I watched the first episode of the second season and went, no, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I take this anymore.
3: Yeah, no they broke a promise anymore.
2: on that show.
3: Like uh-huh. they, We were promised a resolution by the end of the season, and we didn't get it. Uh-huh. So I wasn't like you. I didn't watch the second season. episode second first episode, I said, forget you. All right. <laughs> but the actors are
2: awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had no problem with the people in the show. I, I thought uh-huh. they were interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. I just got tired of being in that state when I watched it. And mm-hmm. when I watched the leftovers, I had, you know, that first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, we're back here. No. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I could not <laughs> deal with hours upon hours of people, you know, griping about the, their lost ones. Mm-hmm. But, like, the show turned out to be something completely different mm-hmm. when I finally got on board and saw what it was.
1: Well, and you were never promised an answer.
2: hmm Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think the answer is, I think we, we got way more of an answer yeah. than I ever expected us to get. Yeah. The way that people have talked about the show including, mm-hmm. you know, Lindelof in, in all his promo materials. It's like, it's about the people. Who cares mm-hmm. why they left? Yeah, And then we get the book of Nora, which very succinctly kind of gives us an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it, it's done in a beautiful way. Like um, the fact that we don't get to observe what she experienced, we just get her telling us a story, but after all the stories we've observed as uh, participants in, you know, the book of of uh, Kevin, mm-hmm. how can we possibly cast doubt
1: <laughs> upon what right. Nora
2: has experienced? Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I I I think it's it it was a challenge. It's like you know, the important thing is that Kevin believes her. But then he asks us, the audience, do we believe her? Yeah. Nothing like jumping right to the end.
1: <laughs> of oh, the no, story. that's actually where I was going to start with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's funny, like, when I talk ab- t- about the leftovers to people who haven't seen it, or like when I suggest it to them, um, or, or with people who have just started it, um, I do kind of warn them about you know don't expect or if if they're asking me stuff, you know I say don't expect to get any answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I never ever tell them that you will get an answer. I, I act as if they're not going to get an answer ever because I like them to be surprised mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. book of Nora.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. but I did kind of predict what and, and I still have that issue with the fact that they gave us that glimpse into the future.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: it kind of set up the fact that it doesn't work out. They're not the, the peanut butter to your jelly. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that this partnership is just not going to work. But answer me this. Riddle me this, Batman. Is this <laughs> really a dissertation on not kink shaming people? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no because there's a lot of weird kinky situations going on here that you see levels of acceptance that just don't exist in the world. And maybe that's what a pandemic or, you know, a crisis Mm -hmm. like the leftovers requires. But it's like, if you walk in on your significant other with a bag over their head, (laughs) saying, you know, I, I don't want to die, but, I need this, yeah. <laughs> and well, and you're able to say yeah. it's okay. <laughs> That's a lovely well, because that just is is hard to come by because you you know that
0: they've died before and come back. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, but but that aside, um, you wouldn't want them to do it again. I mean, it's it it still could come across as psychotic. And I thought it was beautiful that she is so accepting. And mm-hmm. he accepted that she hired prostitutes to shoot her. And um, nobody knows about Jill um, choking that guy while he masturbates. But, you right. know, we witnessed that. Now she has a tear running down her face. Um, but that could just be the weight of the world, you know, or just... It, it could be because of what she's doing then or general teenage angst, or not that, but you know, it's, it's deeper than that. But um, yes, this, this sort of thread of kink running through the show. Oh yeah. And then of course uh, it's a Matt, 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 Matt,
2: Matt world. (laughs) How did we forget that? Where he has to tell the filthiest joke that he can. (laughs) Oh my God. God, I loved it. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Where did he keep that in his back pocket? (laughs) Yeah. I yeah. love that episode. The sex boat episode is the best. <laughs> you got God throwing people overboard. Mm-hmm. I, I assume this is a completely spoilerific uh yes. talk that we're having, right? Yes. We don't care. All
1: spoilers all the time. Okay. I love Bill Camp, that actor, because of the leftovers. Yes, I just adore him like every time I see him in anything. It's like it's god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And of course he was in the night of um mm-hmm. that other HBO limited series. Did you ever see that?
2: I observed it being watched. I never <laughs> Okay. <watched it. laughs> okay.
1: And he was Oh, wasn't he in um The Outsider? Wasn't I think he? Just he was. the Outsider? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah just briefly in it
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then um from season two and three i guess michael you know he was in Watchmen. he would he played angela's flashback grandpa <laughs> in so in those flashback scenes he played grandfather her grandfather oh yep. really yep. her young grandfather yes so they kind of reversed roles there. Because, oh, wow. Yeah. Weird. She was his mother in the leftovers, and then she's his granddaughter
2: in Watchmen. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nicely played. I did not mm-hmm. make the connection that that was the same actor. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. But what is the leftovers to you? I, I really want to know, like, I, it seems like this is a pilgrimage for you, Kelly. I don't know how many times you've watched the show, <laughs> but like, uh, what do you I do think of-
1: four, three or I don't know if it's been four now, maybe because I rewatched it before the second season, rewatched the first season, watched them both before the third. And then we've done two annual rewatches. Is that right, Susan? Yes. Yes. Okay. So one, two, three. Yeah, I guess four. What is it to me? God, Mm -hmm. I haven't
2: thought how that. What is it that you love about it? What brings you back? Why are you watching the show? What is the thing that pulls you in? Is it a specific story? Is it all the stories and how they're done? it's,
1: It's all the stories. It's how they're told. It's how it's filmed. I love... Like, when season three was going on, I was really caught up in the theme of the book of Kevin. And I really wanted it to be true. I was one of his apostles. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to be the second coming. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, um, like I really resonated with John and his dad. And um, I guess Matt as well, um, Coming to terms with reality that, yes, he had these experiences of dying and coming back, but he wasn't here to save the world or or anything deeper than just having those experiences of dying and coming back. And Lord only knows why he had those experiences. Yeah, but I totally got caught up in the mysticism and the magic. Yeah. And I mean, you remember our conversations back then, Susan, mm-hmm. and I just really, like, we were trying to make all these predictions. Yeah. And <laughs> it was so much fun. And I wasn't let down that he wasn't Christ. But um, it was because it was a fun ride. I just resonated with the other characters about, wow. Yeah. How easy it was to get caught up in all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what amazing storytelling Mm -hmm. that I did get caught up. Like I never thought that the apostles and including, um, Michael, I was forgetting about him, you know, that I never thought that they were crazy. I never thought they were going overboard at all.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So where did that leave you with Judas? What were your feelings towards her? You're uh, pr- promising should, not to jack things up for them.
1: She should not have drugged them. She <laughs>
0: oh, Lori. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it was nice for her to be able to have the conversation with Kevin. I thought that was sweet and that she didn't try to stop him. She left and... You know, let him decide for himself. So I'm glad that, that that's all she did. Um, but yeah, she was total Judas. Yeah.
2: Did you think she committed suicide at the end of the episode?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I did. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Well, did I did you? too, and I was kind of angry about it. <laughs> that
1: she did,
2: or you that were angry? She did. She I was relieved that she hadn't, but after okay. having the call with her, daughter just before she goes diving i was like why (laughs) why on earth would you do that Uh you know except and the only reason i could come to grips with before i watched the following episode and actually got my resolutions to these things which kind of skate over a number of issues (laughs) it's like you know exactly how is it that um those people aren't in jail i mean there is a dead uh, these are nitpicks but there is a dead cop there's a cop that was abandoned in the outback <laughs> there's a cop mm-hmm. who saw lori at the the door so i was thinking maybe she's calculated all these things realized they're all effed up and like her only out is just to take this advice that she got from another suicide (laughs) and go out her own way i was like god damn it three people have just died (laughs) Yeah, is the way that episode kind of leaves things only we we come to find out in the next one nope none of that happened
1: (laughs) do you think she went out there to kill herself and changed her mind
2: i've got a think that's a possibility i mean she's going out before storm you know she's booked the last possible chance she she could get i mean we don't see her dive so like that is the implication being given to us the viewer Mm -hmm. it's like we've been told the story of the perfect way to take yourself out and not have it um and not have anyone know that's what what you've done yeah and then she goes out to actually accomplish the mission but then i i i can only imagine it's the call from her daughter that changes her mind it's mm-hmm. the call from Jill that reminds her that there's still stuff to live for yeah yeah i just want to know like what what would happen you know <laughs> if kevin's going to do this crazy thing then and i'm not going to stop it then I certainly want to know what's going to be the result of it. And it's <laughs> interesting that he comes back and he just looks at his father and 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 his father says, like, what next? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, what a long, tra- strange trip it's been. And to me, what the story is really about is, like, it is the relationships, but it's not just the the boy girl relationship between Nora and Kevin. It's the, the brothers, the brother sister relationship between Nora and and Matt, Uh which I was found surprisingly, you know, deep. And it was like, it was kind of hidden, you know, like we had these interactions between them. He, in the first season, she, he goes to her desperate to get the money for, to save the church. She denies it, you know, and, and yet, uh, then she, he goes, in the second season, he goes to this place that, uh, you know, where his, his wife uh, regains consciousness and he contacts his sister and tells her to come down there. And like all these happen off screen kind of, but they're there and we can track them and they, they make sense. So that by the third season where we have the sex boat storyline, where Matt finally comes to grips with, all the shit that he's been trying to force to happen and realizes letting go of all of that and holding on to the now and the important shit that's happening with his sister is that that to me was just as impacting as the Book of Nora. I was like blown away by that.
1: Yeah. And then of course you have Jill and Tommy we don't see their brother sister relationship as much but i liked it when
2: we did mhm the, the yeah. talk in the uh in the pancake house oh yeah the french mm-hmm. toast house mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i do love how they'd weave together little bits of of story i guess you know what it it's weird the one thing that i i i keep going back to as i don't like the fact that they showed us nora old but, like, that has been the structure of every season of the show. It's just not as big a time jump. Because we saw that meeting between those two, but we didn't have the context of the mother being out in the car. We saw she was in the car, but how she came to drive him there, we don't get that until much later.
1: Wait, what are you talking about?
2: Third episode I'm talk- of I'm season two. Season two where they oh, yes, yes. At, oh, the, right. at the pancake house yeah, and like the setup of that, like we get the pancake house scene, but we don't know everything about it until much yeah. later. Yeah. That seems to be a very big structure thing. Hey, I don't want to take up all the space just because I'm the newest guy who, to see this stuff. Feel free to jump <laughs> in here.
0: <laughs> well, this is a, you know, Chris's reaction <laughs> podcast.
2: Well, if we're going to take reactions, fuck Meg. There you go. There's my reaction. <laughs> Agreed. Yep. That bitch had to go. I wanted her punched in the face so many goddamn times. <laughs> and when they did it with a missile, I was like,
0: hallelujah. <laughs> well, how about when she came back in season three?
2: And Kevin got the opportunity to shoot her one last time? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That was brilliant, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah, they just ah, uh, what do you think is the 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 place that Kevin goes to that he escapes what what is that place when he, when dies, he dies yeah when he dies, where's Kevin going?
3: In purgatory maybe yeah, I don't
2: think it's Secret, supposed yeah. to be that okay. Personally, I I can see where like you can think of it as a way a, a way station to heaven or it could be heaven but what i've got from this was it's literally his escape plan. It's like he's got a closet which has in it a white suit uh a um a a, a, a dress suit A a police uniform, they're like the the things in his personality that he goes to. And from the very get-go, and we didn't know this, but way back before the rapture occurs, or whatever the hell happened, (laughs) Kevin is trying to get out of his life. He's trying to escape the, the. he didn't like the house. He didn't want a dog. He certainly didn't want a kid. He didn't want his family. He wanted the smoke. <laughs> you know, It's all these things that Kevin was like suppressing and the reasons w- given for why he's doing this. Well, you like the house. Well, you wanted a dog. He's trying to, you know, be g- giving in a relationship. He's trying to be the, the good person. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not him, and it's tearing him up, and it's causing him to act out. I draw a big, uh, not conclusion, I draw a a correlation between the closet and the things hanging in there and the fact that all his white shirts were missing in season one and out in the woods somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's like he's got this notion of, like, I'm being tied down to being a husband where I wanna be the spy, you know? I wanna be the international assassin. I wanna be the man of action who will do what it takes to get a thing done. And like, in order to do that, he has to toss away his responsibilities. Like he has to, you know, die, (laughs) you know? Put himself in scenarios where he ends up dying over and over and over again. And it's Patty who's telling him, you know, you, you know, the, the way to end this is to destroy this world that you keep going to. She's you pulled me out of like retirement in order to be here (laughs) to do this. And it turns out that's the right, that's the right step. Wipe out heaven So that Kevin and Kevin literally lies on the floor and says, I don't want to fucking come back here anymore. And he's killing that spy part of himself. I mean, that's what I was seeing and that's how it was hitting me.
1: Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, I do think that's what he was telling himself. I mean, like literally the two of them in that last death experience that he had, uh, when he was president and, uh, identical twin brother mm-hmm. uh, yeah and uh we could look I, into
2: a mirror and transfer into
1: right right yeah that was very cool yeah so i think you summed it up really well or analyzed it yeah mm. and when they when they when he was discussing with himself or the two of them were discussing how they fucked things up with nora yeah um, yeah, I really liked that that he finally came to that realization. And like you said, that the show isn't just about boy meets Girl. Uh, and I agree, I don't take it that way at all. Like I don't watch it for the two of them, even though they are central to it, of course. Um, and when it comes to Kevin, she is central to him or his big life lesson, really um but yeah that i agree that that is his escape and even though he adores nora and they should be together and he really wants to be with her there's still that part of him that's resisting that that was trying to escape even from her even though deep down that's where he wants to be
2: yeah jill calls him out on it says don't fuck this up you're screwing up with her when he, she finds him tied to the bed, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do think it's a bit of a gaff that she doesn't see the key sitting on the chair that was behind Patty. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it makes sense that he couldn't see the note that she left where as to where the key was. Yeah, but she did come into the room, and I would assume would have looked around for the key.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. Yeah.
2: But yeah, it, it's great, great storytelling, and it allowed them to go to so many bizarre extremes. Like mm-hmm. that whole Kubrickian, Kubrickian, eh, I'm making a word and shitting and <laughs> screwing it up. Kubrick, Ian. <laughs> um, uh, scenario with the, the president and and oh, and defcon wow. two and and all that it was very much uh you know just a farce uh on the level of dr Strangelove yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about using his penis to get in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and everybody's taken a look
1: at <laughs> the sound effect for that <laughs>
2: Yep, <laughs> berries on the scanner, sir. Oh. <laughs> but why does that work for the identical twin? I mean, right. they're identical down to their penis. Apparently. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Mm, but so yeah, did you made... notice that
1: the end of each, at the end of each season, the very last line was spoken by Nora?
2: Hmm. No, I didn't. Yep. What Look love. what I found. Oh.
1: You're, you're, you're here. Oh, oh. You're, you're home, home. And I'm here.
2: Oh, cool. Yep. Nice. It's a nice little touch. Yeah. But I'm getting, back, the to Meg, getting okay. back to Meg, getting back to Meg, I <laughs> do want to say, what an incredible turn by Liv Tyler. <laughs> like... I did not know she had it in her with that, you know, soft spoken menace that she just has. When she gets into the truck with Tommy and oh, like God. you know, gives him pleasure and pain, it's like in a way that you just did not expect to go down and you know, tell your mom, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like holy. Moly, like the mind games going on. I mean, just the 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 take on the fact that here is a psychologist who ends up joining a cult and then starts using the cult's tactics against them, and then their rebuttal is one of violence, which had previously been off the table, brought in by the element that is live. Or um, what was her name? Meg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, man, that character. She was kind of, ir- she was the Joffrey of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <Irredeemable. True. laughs> there was nothing good that ever came out of Meg.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that drive that she and Tommy took um, to go to Jarden mm-hmm. and just some of their conversations and, yeah, just... That quiet, uh, is there a noun for diabolical? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was quietly diabolical.
2: And you know what? I'm starting to think that the cricket that they were trying to find in the house was her phone. That was the the daughter's phone. They could never find the cricket. It would just be going off. Mm -hmm. And like in that drive with Tommy, uh, Meg's phone goes off and it's a cricket sound.
1: Really? yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like there's just little things going on, and here, here's another thing. I, I keep going back and forth between this because like they, we're, we're we're actually told something like that the and we, we've kind of discussed this in, in the chat was the death of Gladys was it Gladys? Gladys yeah was the death of Gladys the townspeople, or was it? Um, the guilty remnant.
0: What's the guilty remnant? Mm-hmm.
2: You're solid on that because yeah. Meg says it in that line when it was like we stone our own.
0: Well, didn't we see a flashback and we saw them do it?
2: I don't think we ever saw who it was. We saw shadowy figures throwing rocks, but like the the thing that I don't get, and 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 uh, I think Kelly mentioned uh, that. Um, uh, Patty said that Gladys
1: agreed to it, and it. she said, "And when it's Laurie's time, she'll something
2: it too." Yeah. I don't
1: remember the verb.
2: Well, see, that's the just the thing. If that was the case, why was that set up as such a surprise for Gladys? And like, how long do you have to be in the cult of the guilty remnant before you know that that's? Going to be asked of you, and you're chill with it. And it seemed like she wasn't chill with it at the end because she's speaking, she's crying out, she's pleading, and then the final rocket. hits. Oh, I
0: hurt. mean, yeah. I mean, she she just wasn't expecting it to be that brutal and whatever. Yeah. But she she agreed to it. But then in the moment, of course, it's like, no, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, that's oh. how I took it. Yeah,
2: interesting because like not obviously not everybody in. The, the group knows.
1: No. Yeah, no.
2: And for such a non-violent group, this seems Who's to said be said they're big, not violent. They say they're not violent. They Just... they said violence is not our way when like
0: well when, when dealing like, with
2: others. When Meg goes out and accosts um Matt, they pull her off her and that's when they tell her that's weak what you're doing. True.
1: No. Well, I guess they can't attack civilians.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. It's different within the group.
2: But then they attack Tommy. But again, that's under Meg's direction. Yeah.
0: And he was part of the group, right? Well. Yes. And things had changed with with Meg in charge anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She had already fake grenade bombed the um, school the school bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was psycho.
2: So here's a la- final question Did Kevin call in the airstrike? Wow. I
1: don't think so.
2: I think he did. And the reason why is because when he sees Evie, he tells yeah. her, I took care of this. Why are you here? I took care of this. And it, that line struck me as like, what's he talking about here? <laughs> what would what could he have possibly taken care of that involved Evie? <laughs> could it be like launching a missile into her face? Because he's the only one in that group that really knew how the government takes care of cults.
1: But how could he? He wasn't. He wasn't hmm. part of the police force yet. He was nothing at that yes, point. Yes, he was.
2: No, this is season three when... No, but, but, yes, but, but that was, happened in season two, at the end of season two. It, which, it, which, right, if that happened at the end of season t- two. At the end of season two,
1: he, he would Three. It was three years later that we find out yeah. he had become chief of police.
2: Right, but he would have known who to call in order to bring in a strike. In order, but
0: he, to was, he was like stumbling back to town, and you no, know, I
2: mean, yeah. But that was that wasn't immediate, was it? Yeah, they did it the next morning.
1: Yeah, it was my impression. It was like maybe the next morning because they were still sleeping in there, and
0: right, right, early the next
2: morning. Yeah, because I he... mean. He stumbled through town. Re- remember this timeline: um, Meg gets arrested, then the town gets overrun, anarchy ensues. He wakes up and he's comes. A bullet hole in his chest, too. Right. He wakes up with a bullet hole in his chest. Walks in and encounters Meg and says, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I live, I live here." here now. And then he leaves. Yeah, like he goes all the way into town, then he finally goes home, and that's the last we see of him. He doesn't go to the doctor until the next day. We get this from John.
1: Yeah.
0: No. Well, he no. He stops in the clinic on the way home,
2: and that's where he. Clinic, but he doesn't get any care. Right. (laughs) All he he does is drive him to his
1: house. No, but he'll get more care the next day.
2: Because John is the one who says that he does not go to the hospital until the next day. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's a very strong indication in my head that it is the chief that did this. Now, maybe he
0: didn't. He wasn't the chief then.
2: I I know, but like, I'm calling him the chief because that's how we're introduced to him as the chief. And that's where he ends up being, you know white horse and all (laughs) literally action figure (laughs) (laughs) interpretation of the chief of police of the fucking apocalypse (laughs) (laughs) and like you know know, i I can let it go i'm I'm not hung up on this it just struck me as like weird that there's that talk between him and tommy in the car where like like a robot he just gives the the company line of what happened yeah and it's like, this is a line you take when you're part of the establishment in order to keep questions from being asked.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, but he, I mean, you could be right. I never took it that way. I took it as he became part of the establishment. And in order to keep the peace in town, he would have to toe that line.
2: Right. Okay. Yep, yeah, yeah, that could be very well the same. You might be right there. I mean, this could have... This was a big enough incident and a blemish on, you know, what was considered to be like one of the few bright spots in America. Uh You know, they had enshrined it and they basically destroyed that for them. So this could be the slap back, which is what Meg says. It's like, you know, you keep fucking with tigers. (laughs) Eventually they're going to (laughs) take your ass out. Yeah. I and mean, I. Sexbook Tiger
1: episode, oh, which right. is
2: Tiger King all over again.
1: I, I feel like Kevin, if Kevin had ordered the strike, it would have come out. Um, we would have gotten a clear answer about that later because that would mean that he had killed John's daughter.
2: Oh, yeah. Very much true. That's why when he sees Evie, I mean, why is he seeing Evie? Guilt would be the reason he'd be seeing Evie. That's why it kind of ties into that for me. But to not explore that very big, you know, gotcha, (laughs) that would be a curious take. So I, I get, we want our heroes to be heroes, right? But like these people are very, very gray. Oh
1: God, I know. <laughs> and that's something I love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't love it as much if if it were black and white. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not at
2: all. That's right. This is not
0: a network show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is hey, show.
2: do not disparage network shows. Hannibal was a network show, and that oh. shit is that off great. the charts. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> no, just because uh, in our in our previous podcast, Kelly said that she had just finished binging the Orville, which mm-hmm. is a network show, and she loved it. <laughs> so yeah.
2: I went network. Mm-hmm. I did it a long time ago with uh, with Hannibal. NBC. Oh yeah, movie. I love Hannibal. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: But yeah, that yeah, was I'm a sure. special consideration. Yeah. The French were pl- paying for that, essentially.
1: Right, right. <laughs> oh, really? That was produced by a French mm-hmm. studio. Oh, I
2: forgot. Yeah, it was. It was paid for in bulk by a French company, and NBC could basically air it for free. So they were like, eh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> "It's got shit rating, but we don't have to pay for it. Whatever.
0: out Friday night. Five people will see it. Yeah, then eventually
2: trouble. that did not fly anymore. I think like uh it was like some somewhere along the line, the money dried up, mm-hmm. and like they canceled it immediately.
1: Man.
2: <laughs> it was like, oh, wait, we gotta pay for this now. No <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least it wasn't a cliff hanger sorry sorry
2: that was bad yep <laughs> yes it was
0: <sighs> Kelly's got the mom jokes
2: yep <laughs> Thanks. Be this podcast has mom jokes <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> hey Court, what are your thoughts on the leftovers? We haven't heard anything from you.
3: No, no, I love the leftovers. Um, like one of my favorite parts, like when I I was watching some show last night and I was thinking, like, one of my favorite parts of any show is always like the connections between the people and um like just like the relationships, like that's always my basis for like any show that I think I happen to love. Like I want to go back and reflect on that. I um, mean, just like the unique to- storytelling, like this is, is a story that, sure, we've kind of heard about from the Bible or whatever. Um, but like now, like they actually played it out in a very believable manner. Like I was ready to go off on these different tangents with them because like the story writing in um, like this cast, like they just made it play off so well. Um, like, I, I love the show, even that first season, which was completely depressing from every single episode to the next episode, like I stuck with it. And I would try to convince people, I'd be like, go ahead and watch it. Um, sure, the first season is super depressing, but, like, you'll make it to season two. And that's thing where things really pick up. Y'all love it. And, like, as I've been rewatching things, like, on my own and, again, with Kelly and Susan, I'm like, I'm not even telling that to people anymore. Go back and rewatch the first season and just watch all the pieces that fall together. And it's not it's not like it was during that first time where you had to wait an entire week for the new episode to come out where you were just depressed and there was no relief coming like it was just an interesting story with some really cool characters and some crazy characters um so yeah i love this show it's definitely one of my, my favorites my all time faves and can we just like how can i not love the show when we got uh, kevin and his, his his sweatpants like you can't relate but <laughs>
1: I haven't mentioned Kevin and his abs and his back. <laughs> well, I was I, always going to mention that. You can count on me for that
3: one.
0: I know you want to clean the gutters with Kevin, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I like, actually That's have America's a- ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I have a friend who's, um, there's a couple that I know, and I was like, have they watched The Leftovers? And I was told, oh, no, uh, <laughs> the male in, in that group Heard that the the star has a great body. <laughs> <And we decided laughs> that, that just, based on that, that is off the table. Well, oh, wow, Carrie wow.
3: Coon. Carrie Coon Coo- Coo- is beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it's something for everybody. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Didn't you ever? Good. I expected there to be some tale about the, the tattoo, and they never touched up the tattoo.
0: Well, it's? you know. Lindelof learned his lesson in Lost about telling the tale of a tattoo. (laughs) No.
2: But is that a real tattoo? I believe it is. That's the only reason I'd imagine that he'd have it, is that it's really there, and they couldn't, like, you know, mask it. But, Uh. like, why does the chief of police have this innate tattoo on his back?
3: You know, he was young. You You not let Ken have some mysteries. That's just a part of who he is. That's right. Let the
0: mystery be. be. Let the mystery be? Yes. Yep. yep. And don't
2: then we got the Wu-Tang family.
0: Yes! <laughs> yeah. did, did you ever go and look up your Wu-Tang name? No, I didn't. Okay. Oh,
2: dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do... Anything that's automated that wants me to plug in information, I avoid at all times. Right.
1: That's how childish Gambino got his name.
2: I'm sure.
1: If he if can do it, you can do, do it.
3: Chris, I didn't do it either. It's okay. <gasps> Yay. Oh.
1: You too. You're out of the podcast. You know what though? I did it with my married name. Oh Ooh. my god. And mm-hmm. and I have I'm back to my birth name now. Try it with that, yeah. But I love beloved commander.
2: Are we going to listen to it as she types?
1: Yeah, this isn't as good. I rate Swami.
2: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) jeez.
0: And and while you're there, you can do Chris's and Court's now too.
1: (laughs) Am I doing it? Yeah. Court is it Court or Courtney? What do you want me to put in?
3: Either right. pick dealer's choice. <laughs> dealer's
1: choice. You are oh this is good. Shrieking contender. Okay. <laughs> Not shrieking. Shrieking.
0: Shrieken. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Aw, Chris, yours is good too. Quiet magician. Oh.
2: Nice. Well, that's fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay. <laughs> I,
1: I think I have to stick with Beloved Commander because it's what I did first, and it's and mm-hmm. I just like it. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, I'm not irate, Swami. I mean, I can be irate. God knows. What's a Gambino? I don't know what a Gambino. Oh, it's a it's Italian for something. <laughs> 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 oh, oh it's go. italian gambino meaning it, it's uh, it's dimin- a diminutive of gamba which is leg so it's little leg childish little leg there you go. all right so there we figured it out oh here you go the gambino crime family is one of the five families that controls organized crime activities based in new york city that too
2: <laughs> Good to know. Good to yep. know. So, in conclusion, <laughs> uh-huh. on the uh, on the on the bit of the leftovers, I feel like I've gone backwards and watched Watchmen first, and then um, the leftovers, because there's a lot of DNA from the yes. leftovers that got oh. used to craft the Watchmen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I feel like it's a darn shame that he's not going to, you know, take it further with further episodes. But, uh, you know, I'm still happy with what we got. Mm-hmm. It was a damn fine season of television, Indeed. as were the the uh, the leftovers. It was like there there wasn't a bad episode in the bunch. No, they were all valuable. Were what was your
0: favorite one? Did you have a favorite one?
2: How many times can I say sex boat? Okay. <laughs> All right, then. God damn it, woman. <laughs> say his name. Please you become him. Prazier! <laughs> oh,
1: my Lord.
2: That was the best episode ever. <laughs> And it wasn't even like, you know, a core episode with the characters that you seriously are following. I think that's what made it special for me because this Matt character had almost been set up as a stooge at some point. Like, every time he fucking tries to do a thing, he's like, gets just about there and then a rock hits his face. (laughs) You know, he gets just about there and, like, he gets snubbed in some horrible, horrible way and ends up in the gallows. You know, it's just about there. And fucking the sex boat comes. <laughs> by the time that came along, I was ready for Matt to, to matter. And he mattered. And his mm-hmm. transformation was beautiful. I mean, we saw, he's, when he says to John, what happened to your wrath? It's like, this is a freaking priest talking to a man who almost murdered his Messiah. <laughs> what happened to your wrath? Oh, my Lord. What, you know, how the, the, the churning that was going on there. And the way the episode ends. Hey, that was the guy I was talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bravo. Yeah, Bravo. Yeah. that really was the best
0: Matt episode of all of the uh seasons but it and wouldn't when I,
2: have worked without all that setup right you really had to know what matt was who matt was we still got a revelation that he's like fucking dying yeah mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. wow yeah how about you what was your favorite
0: i don't know i can pick a favorite of each season how about that
2: um. no that wasn't the fucking question <laughs> It's like, let me let me pull a fucking Trumpism and tell you (laughs) something. How
3: dare you? My favorite, you get in three episodes. I asked you (laughs) directly.
0: That's a nasty question.
3: You can't pick just one or is that pringle?
2: (laughs) Um I got a spot open for you right here on the sex boat. I'm waiting. (laughs)
0: Jeez. <laughs> yeah but that's not my favorite episode. um well, damn I, you. I like it, but what I
2: to your sex
0: <laughs> I get, <laughs> maybe the book of Nora, I'll go with that yeah.
2: so really the the last episode, yeah that's a goodie,
0: yeah but from from season one, my favorite is guest. <laughs>
2: From season two? Wait, wait, wait. How the fuck are we supposed to know what that episode that is?
1: Oh, that's where Nora's at the hotel and uh, someone uh, stole her credentials and so she wears the guest name tag. Okay. Yes. That helps. Thank you very much, Kelly. You know,
0: we've we've, again, (laughs) we've rewatched it like a million times, so we know I want to hear your
2: noise. (laughs) <laughs> so
0: come that's season two <laughs> season two it's either well i i i don't know um uh, i'm walking <laughs> back and forth between international assassin and i live here now
1: <laughs> for me it's i live here now i think that's my favorite of the show
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah because sad karaoke and oh, um yeah. yeah and just and the the last line, uh, "Your home," and and him saying, "I live here now," and mm-hmm. uh, the freak out on the bridge, and yeah, and God, and yeah. So,
2: Mr. Mulder, how about you?
3: <laughs> you're getting through your episodes, just so you know. <laughs> yes, actually, it's four now because I forgot about the guest. <laughs> the guest, the book of Nora. The most powerful man in the world, and um I was gonna say international assassin, but I like Kelly's better.
1: So yeah, look here now
3: because it has sad karaoke. We can yep. sing the song.
1: <laughs> yep, sad karaoke is just the best.
3: Uh-huh. It
0: is.
2: Y'all just don't know how to follow the rules. <laughs> we make
0: only one. Right. We make our own rules. That's right, Court. <laughs>
3: Keep pushing! I'm going to pick Crazy White Fella too.
1: <laughs> crazy White Fella thinking, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at that right in front of me. I have IMDb open, um, so yeah, that's right there. That one is so
2: good. Mm-hmm. Scott, are man. you all Mr. Robot fans? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what? Who has the best sad karaoke? Because Kevin. Mr. Robot's got some sad karaoke going on as well.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's, Angela is really good. Mm-hmm. But,
2: Everybody okay. wants to... Yeah.
1: <laughs> Angela's is great, but did it first. Different song. I think. Let's look. Kevin's was in 2015. fifteen. Mr. Of course, I don't know which episode... I think yeah, it was Mr. Season... Robot started in 2015.
2: Okay, it was season two.
1: Okay, so okay. then, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, Kevin was going home with that song. And so all the thoughts he was having during it, and so that little montage yeah, we were giving, yeah. which, which could nice. have been, it was, and it could have been so maudlin and dippy, but it
2: worked. So God did that work. God on the God. bridge and God at karaoke is not God on the boat, right? You're the one who knows this actor.
0: <laughs> well, it is the yeah. same actor. But remember, uh, there was a, a story about that about the guy who died in the cave, and he's the yeah. guy who died in the cave. And so he's on
1: the boat, he's the guy on the boat.
0: Yeah, and so when he was dead in the cave, then that's when. He was on the bridge in in right. um, and in, in, I live here now.
1: So he met Kevin, so and or in, in
0: International Assassin.
1: Yeah,
2: it is the same actor.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Bill Camp. Yeah, same actor.
2: Okay, I didn't. I I wasn't aware. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and so he was on like the same kind of journey as as Kevin, and so they ended up in that's This is. How how I see it. And so they ended up in the same universe there. Yeah. <laughs> Alternate universe there. While they were both dead.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's but, a real place.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: Yeah. It, it deserves rewatches. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, our next rewatch
1: is going to start on October
2: 14th. You have a date?
1: Mm-hmm. The day of the departure. The
0: departure date.
1: I mean, though, of course, we could watch it leading up to the departure, so that we podcast on the departure, or podcast a few days before, so that we release the podcast on the day of the departure. We'll have to figure it okay. out. Right. That would <laughs> some, that would, that would probably some be more
2: impactful.
1: To release it on the day of the departure. Yeah. Yes, it would.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That'll just take some coordination for. Y'all who have out of home jobs mm-hmm. or school. Nice. And can't like binge it in five days.
0: <laughs> like a normal person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh with this economy, Lord only knows what I'll be doing work wise. Yeah.
0: But we know in July we're going to be just rewatching Hamilton over and over and over again yeah. on Disney Plus.
3: So excited!
2: Yes, I've yet to see it.
0: Well, July third, midnight. Mark your calendars.
3: Disney Plus.
2: Yeah.
3: And I love that it has the original cast.
2: I take it <laughs> all of you have seen it.
3: I did no. see it, but it wasn't the original cast.
1: I have not seen
2: it,
0: and I haven't seen it either. Listened to the album a million times,
2: so cool. I will give it a try. So, does anybody watch Lost anymore?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of part way through a rewatch.
2: Really, Uh, yeah, I did a rewatch
1: about a year and a half ago.
2: Still hold up,
1: yeah. I thought, well, I still enjoyed it at least,
2: Mm -hmm. yeah. Enjoying it, definitely, cool kids,
1: righty, well, I'm so glad you loved it. Oh, so would you rank it up there among top favorite shows, or do you not have a ranking of such things?
2: Oh, well, I most definitely have a ranking of such things, and this one had like that thing that made me really want to get to the next episode. It's like uh, I'd look over and my partner would be asleep and I'd go, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay.
1: This means I'm going
2: to have to rewatch that episode. <laughs> it's <funny laughs> because it's dense enough because I, I can pick up more things by watching it a second time. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to be getting through this anytime soon. It's like the max we could do is three in then day. And that was on a weekend. <laughs> Usually, it was only two, and sometimes it was only one. Mm-hmm. And when left to my own devices, I watched Lost in Space season one on in one day. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of like Kelly, but I don't have I can't afford to be like Kelly anymore. <laughs> 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 Kelly sets
0: the standard for binge watching. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not
2: if I want to keep things happy in my (laughs) (laughs) home. Like Kevin, I make
1: allowances. (laughs) (laughs) That helps not being, uh, you know, not having a husband or a partner. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's not where I was going with that, Kelly.
1: Oh,
2: wow.
0: We're talking about these relationships on TV, not our own. (laughs)
2: Hey man, nothing like a relationship on TV to make you reevaluate your own and go. Oh, absolutely, that bad are we? (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any like you know firearms or (laughs) you know bulletproof material.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when you want to feel something, getting shot is not the way. Like, hey. Mm I'm not feeling any pain. Uh, it's time for right. me to get shot again. <laughs>
2: oh, my that Lord. That was such a wonderful reveal as to, like, why she carries. It was like, oh, yeah. it's really, it really has to do with her job. I mean, if you're doing this job, you're going to piss people off. You want to be packing. This makes perfect sense. Nope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. None of that whatsoever. Is that for us? That's for me. You're going to be shooting me.
0: Right. <laughs> 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 oh, what I miss. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, she's lucky they all had perfect aim. <laughs>
2: yeah. Man. She'd have to buy a new vest every time because those yeah. things don't take repeat shots. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Well, she had enough money
2: to do well, it well, until she sure. bought the house. <laughs> yeah. But not enough money to save the church.
0: Nope. Her money, her choice.
2: But like I love the fact that Kevin was just trying to see if that would get rid of Patty. <laughs> That's why he was so adamant that this only be temporary. <laughs> when she bought the house, he was like, What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so many good, good, good layers. It's like, oh, I understand the motivation of this character thoroughly. I think that is the reason I enjoyed the show so much. Because I Got what these people were about and their actions made sense given the motivating circumstances presented.
1: True, and they so didn't really do cool. anything out of character, did they?
2: They would, but then they'd explain it.
1: Oh, okay, well, true. Yes, there were, there were good reasons for, for them, for what they did.
2: But like you wouldn't understand why Kevin was fucking this up. Until you realize he's always been fucking this up. Yes. It's sort of like, you know, Mr. White. He was always an asshole. (laughs) It just took, you know, the circumstances that he was in to really bring it out in him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing like a, a tale well told to make you feel satisfied inside. Yeah. So yes, in the answer to your question, Kelly, I'd put this up there among some of the best storytelling I've ever seen in TV. It's up there with The Shield. It's up there with Breaking Bad. It's up there, hell, I'll put it with, uh, well, Watchmen. Watch. There's so much new that's in that list. It's so yeah. hard mm-hmm. to keep track. Yeah. <laughs> because there's some older stuff that I need to go back and revisit. They didn't have the polish, they didn't have the sheen, but they told the story just as solidly. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Neverwhere? The other no. show that had Huggy uh Wayne. Oh no. no! Yeah, Holy Wayne!
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. It's uh it's a Neil Gaiman story, so you know the story's written oh, yeah. well, and um, it's got like Doctor Who production values they just didn't have the dough but like the wit of the of the dialogue and the snappiness of the performances make up for all of that and like have you ever seen the lathe of heaven no uh this is an old pbs uh film um it's based on a science fiction story uh highly recommend um I'll see if I figure out where it where it's where it sits where where it's at. So you can watch. <laughs> it's this is a one and done, but it's got a, as much juicy, meaty, thought provoking stuff as the leftovers. It, I think. Okay. Oh, cool.
1: all right. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Chatting us up about. Well, my favorite show.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> did we ever get your favorite oh yeah we did get your favorite episode. yes i live here now unlike susan you follow the rules <laughs> <laughs> and court i'm not ignoring you court I, I you did. <laughs> yeah
0: you, you just you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah blame susan okay yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're the instigator of all that is doom.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, then. <laughs> well, okay, There's I doom guess. And
2: doom and things go boom. And <laughs> Dexter's laugh. Pull the curtain back
0: and it's Susan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Doing okay. your best. Lenny and Squiggy, hello! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: So until next time, everybody, geek on.